Welcome, folks, once again to the Rich Corey Yanks Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 13, the Alex Rodriguez edition of the show. And we start out today's show with some breaking news before we get into the recaps and the base of the show. And the breaking news is today that the Yankees have placed Giancarlo Stanton on the 10-day IL list. <clears throat> this is retroactive back from the 14th, so about three days ago. Uh, Stanton 31. Obviously, he's been on fire. He's been smashing the ball ridiculously hard. Um, he's been super impressive. But as uh, we talked about with everything else with the Yankees, uh, injuries uh, have been the problem the last three seasons, and injuries continue to be a problem today. Uh, manager Aaron Boone said on Sunday that the team was hopeful that Stanton would be able to return during the week's four-game series against the Rangers, which starts tonight with Garrett Cole on the mound. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, they recalled out Abreu. Uh, to take the roster spot. They did not call up another position player. Um, again, leading me to believe what's the holdup on bringing up one of these guys like Derek Dietrich or Florio, but that's who they call up. Um, he joins Aaron H- Hicks on the disabled list who uh, hit the uh, injury list earlier in the week. Uh, they're waiting to hear word from him on whether or not he's going to have uh, surgery. And if he needs surgery, they're saying he could be out for the rest of the season, possibly. So uh, that's the situation uh, with the Yankees news as far as injuries are concerned. Um, uh, if you follow some of the social media posts, you saw some of my rants. But I uh, I don't understand why the Yankees did not call up uh, Esteban Florio. I thought that was the reason calling him up to AAA. Uh, apparently, it was to make room on the roster and replace him on the roster for this guy that they called up. Which, I mean, I don't... <laughs> Alright, look, I mean, Florial is supposed to be the future. You'd be calling him up not to start every day, but to obviously play. You'd be calling him up to, you know, an emergency role to get some to get some reps, to get some at-bats, to get some play in the field. Uh, why would this hurt him this early in the season? I don't understand. Um Bring him up. Let him see what you, see what he can do. The guy looks like he's legit. Instead, they bring up Ryan Lamar, um, a career journeyman outfielder with a career uh, 232 average. Um, I, I'm looking at his at-bats, his career at-bats, 228 at-bats, 232, four home runs, 21 rubies, and three stolen bases. So the guy's the epitome of barely hanging on. Not really sure why he's still in professional baseball with numbers like that. Um, he's been on five different teams. Uh, it's just I, I, Cincinnati, Boston, Oakland, Minnesota, and the Yankees. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six teams in five years. So, and he he's awful. He's been awful so far. Now, in their defense, the Yankees have seen stuff in some guys that I haven't seen. Uh, we haven't seen Gio Urshela, Luke Voigt. You know, you can go on and on about the guys that they saw something in that other teams didn't. But I don't understand what the benefit of not bringing up Floriel is. The dude is, he's ready. He's legit. When I say he's ready, he's ready at least in size and in body structure. He does not have the experience is the only thing he's missing. So see what he gets. Bring him up. Gardner is going to be the everyday center fielder for now. Uh, Frazier and Judge are going to do the corner spots. So you're really only talking about a backup spot as it is anyway. you got Miggy who up here who can play a little bit of left field if you need him to. you got Tyler Wade in emergency who can play a little bit left field if you had to. And you bring up Florio and put him as the fourth outfielder. You know, let him play three days a week and see what you got there. 
you can still sprinkle in those other guys. At the, he's fast at the very least. You know, you're not losing anything speed wise. He could be a pinch runner if you needed him to off the bench. Um, I don't get this move um, unless they're protecting him for trade value. Unless they think they're going to end up moving him ultimately and they're protecting him for trade. But this this leads to the bigger issue. And the bigger issue is injuries. And we've said this on this show for the last two years. The Yankees will go as far as these injuries take them. Um, and they can't keep surviving these injuries, plain and simple. Um, look, they're playing great ball. They really are. Um, and we'll get to the recap of the two series that they had the last couple weeks in the next segment. But I, that it can't be sustained. You know, they're doing it right now with pitching. You know, their offense hasn't been phenomenal. You know, Judge is hot right now. There's a couple guys that are starting to get hot. Stanton was one of them before he went into the IL. But none of these guys are, are, are raking for the most part. So, you know, you don't want this team to be carried on offense, even though they have a great offense. Pitching is what you want, but you want a sustained offense. And you need to run the same squad out there every day. You know, and Aaron Hicks is a big one. Ever since they gave him this contract, he's been kind of a bust. Anyway... That's the breaking news this week on the show. Um, Coming back, we'll get into the base of the show. Uh, We'll get into the weekly recaps of the last two series, uh, the Tampa Bay series and the Baltimore series. Um, And that'll be coming up next on the Rich Coryanks podcast. So that being said, let's start the show. All right, gang, welcome back to section two of the breaking news this week. Sometimes we have no breaking news for the Yankees. This week we have two. Um, and this is about COVID. So, uh, the Yankees got set to take on the Tampa Rays last week, uh, came out and I'll just read the, the synopsis here, capping an eventful day in which third base coach, Phil Nevin, first base coach, Reggie Willits and non coach staffing members were confirmed as confirmed as COVID-19 breakthrough positives. Um, and what that basically means, I have no idea what it basically means is, um, up at press date, nine total players. Uh, nine not players, one player and eight coaches slash staff tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, the one player is Glaber Torres, who was held out as precautionary until they got to test results. Test results came in. He indeed was positive again. Now, the crazy thing is, is he had had COVID once before already, and every single one of those nine uh, people were also vaccinated. So uh, I guess that what's, that's what makes it breakthrough positive. So the Yankees dealing with some really extenuating circumstances. Proud of myself for that big word right there. But nine guys um, out with the COVID. And uh, only one player, fortunately, but a bunch of coaches, a um, um, bunch of different people. They had a minor league coordinator, coach in third base. Uh, I'm sorry, coach in first base, the bench coach, coaching third base. Uh, Mike Harkey, the bullpen coach, doing double duty as the pitching coach. And listen, the coach is not a huge deal. Um, as uh, During the Baltimore series, uh, Matt Blake, the pitching coach, was actually on the telecast via his hotel room and said he's able to still communicate via Zoom and do some stuff like that to keep active. So that's not as a huge deal as a player. And thankfully, it was only one player in Glaber Torres who um, would be due to come back, I would assume, uh, at some point during this Texas series. Um, I believe that would be when he's assuming that he's all clear and getting positive tests. But the real question is, we don't know anything. I mean, this is a guy who won Taurus, who had it before, was vaccinated, and these guys are getting tested twice a day sometimes, sometimes three times a day, Boone said. So uh, we don't know anything. We are, you know, everyone's uh, getting comfortable and they're lifting the mask restrictions and, you know, you can take off your mask, we can increase capacity, but we don't know anything. And it's going to be a situation like this that can still cripple a team. Imagine if this was, you know, five or six players. 
You know, it's nine people total. Imagine it was nine players. You know, the Yankees be sending a, a, a whole entire new team out there, or they would have to just shut down for weeks, for a week and a half. So we're at the mercy of this thing still, um, and hopefully, uh, people take it seriously. Still, look, the show the show is about sports, is about the Yankees in particular. We're not going to get political. We're not going to get into those issues. But I hope everyone is out there being safe, uh, doing everything they can. And there's a lot, and I mean a lot. We still don't know when one of these players who you know is getting the best possible medical treatment and you know is getting the best possible testing um, was vaccinated and has had the virus before and caught it again. Crazy. So uh, that's it for breaking news again this week. And let's get back into the show with a weekly recap. Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. terms of a testing standpoint are you guys being tested now every day uh, until this goes by inside like where do things go now I, I don't know actually Brent. i don't know if we i'm sure we will be tested tomorrow morning um i'll go find out like what time we're tested in the morning if we have you know more rapid tests you know there's all kinds of different tests obviously we're taking we did our saliva this morning that we'll get back tomorrow i would imagine we'd have another one possibly some pcrs again tomorrow but I don't know exactly what we're doing uh, tomorrow. We go next to Dan Martin. talked to Garrett uh, before the game he's mentioned it was kind of a fluid situation obviously because you're waiting on tests and, and, and Judge talked about the, the, the team voting to, to whether to play or not because what's your start or what's your attitude going into tomorrow like do, do, are you confident you're going to be able to play a game and just how does that uh, impact your preparation and just the you know having that mindset going into uh, a day where you're you're not quite sure what's going on yeah, we're the press box will close at 11:50. We will, uh, yeah, I'm planning on we prepare tonight as as though we're playing tomorrow and getting ready for tomorrow, and and uh, you know hope hope that you know we we avoid any more uh, hiccups or potential positives and things like that. But we are planning on playing. Um, you know. Major League Baseball is, and their doctors are advising us, and um, you know, have you know 
certainly plan this stuff and troubleshooted all this stuff for these kind of scenarios so they know what um, would require a, a non-play uh, but they also um, were very confident today that we could and should play and, and, and the players um, I think got together and, and, and were at ease um, you know, once we had a handle on everything. And, and, and obviously we're so much further along in this pandemic and this and what it all means and um, how to handle certain things that, you know, as of right now, I'm absolutely planning on playing tomorrow. You can go to Marley Rivera. Is it, you know, jumping off uh, the COVID question, is it a little bit easier for, for you to handle it because of the fact that you know, you know, I don't know all obviously, but most of your players are vaccinated, you know, and that there's a lot of vaccine. Like, is, is, does that make it a little bit easier to deal with today? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to say you're not, I'm not concerned because certainly I am. We don't want, you know, more staff members, more coaches, more players, anyone in our traveling party getting this. But we also feel like, you know, you know, from a life standpoint, we're in pretty good shape to handle this because of a lot of our people being vaccinated. And, uh, so I guess I'm not so worried about that part of it, more just, you know, what it means for us as a team and, and in our season and, and making sure that, um, you know, we're taking care of our guys as best we can. Marin Boone now about the outcome of the manager's report brought to you by Geico. Aaron, when I asked Jordan Montgomery why he, he thought he struggled so much this afternoon, he said he wasn't quite sure. From your vantage point, why do you think he struggled? A little hard time putting some guys away. Um, you know, they did a good job with two strikes. I thought they had some some good at-bats um, off them. Uh, you know, I think a couple times he when he's trying to show the fastball late in the count with two strikes, probably didn't get it where he wanted to and made a couple mistakes with that. Um, in, in trying to go back soft, um, maybe not as real good swing and miss secondary stuff today. Um, and I thought they did a good job of, of sitting on it in some situations and, and putting some good swings. And, and, and they, you know, all day they did a really good job with, with two strikes um, and with two outs. They got some big two out hits. And uh, but I think it was just a little bit of that, just having a hard time putting guys away and getting to that that final situation there. He had mentioned the fact that he was getting ahead of a lot of hitters. Is that just frustrating to watch when you have a guy that seems as though he should be able to get out of out of it and he's not able to, to perform with a put-away pitch? Yeah, I mean, you know, it does happen, though. I mean, you know, they have good hitters over there capable of it, and in some cases, you got to tip your cap. You know, they, they I thought, put some good swings in situations. Franco, you know, had some good swings. Um, you know, Galvis did a good job with two strikes of putting a good swing. You know, they had some soft contact go against them for some hits that set them up to get back in the game. Um, yeah, but overall, just, you know, not quite his best swing in this secondary stuff when he did have some count leverage. Aaron, keep winning series. Uh, there's been a number of these series where you 
you won in the final game with an opportunity to sweep and and, and couldn't. Uh, what what do you make of that? Is that a, yeah, is that a carrot? Thing? Yeah, I mean that's that's baseball. They they you know put it on us a little bit and with a lot of big at bats and a lot of two out at bats today. You know we go out and get four in that first inning and obviously you feel good about that, but just weren't able to add on and and they chipped away. And I mean that's. Um, I thought we came out with a with a good focus today, and it, you know just couldn't close it down. And another uh, big day for Judge. It's pretty much the quarter mark of the season here. What what do you make of what he's done so far? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just been this last week. I feel like he's just really, really controlling the strike zone so well, and and you know that discipline is getting him into some good situations. And when he does get a pitch right now, you know. It's usually he's put hit it over the fence. So um, feel like he's he's settling into the season in a really good way, and, and love where he's at. Obviously, thanks, sir. Still feel like there's even more in there for him, though. Like I mean, that's the scary part. So, it, but it's definitely good to see him, you know, having these at bats over and over again now. Aaron, how concerning is it for you to see Gary take the number of balls off the mask that he took in the early going, particularly in the, I think it was the third inning? Yeah, um, yeah, a couple, couple of good shots there. Um, you know, I think with Gary, the, that the hockey goalie mask has been something that's been real good for him because he usually, that withstands a lot because I, you know, I jump up a, you know, seems like every few games when he, and, and he's, I, I don't even think he's he's been affected by him, so um, that's a good thing. But the, that's always a scary thing, especially you know sitting where I am watching that when it when a good shot goes off a mask, you always obviously kind of hold your breath there and, and just hope for the best. But I think you know some of the technology behind behind some of the quit, equipments, um, you know, helping things out a lot. Aaron, was uh, was Frazier okay after that dive in uh, in right field? Yeah, yeah, his sunglasses fell off and kind of rolled over. So yeah, he was fine. It was obviously a great play. Um, you know, I I'm, I got a, I told him I had a perfect angle of you know the the ball kind of slicing away and, and him in my peripheral closing in on it. I didn't think he was going to be able to get there, and he needed every bit of that layout. It was really really good play in that spot. And it looked like Urshela was uh, wasn't moving down the line great on that second double play that he didn't do any any anything going on else with his knee. No, he, he's he's good. I mean, Gio, Gio's like that a lot every year. I mean, he'll he'll he kind of moves around like that sometimes. So uh, obviously, you know, with with his knee from last week, and obviously giving him a day the first day in here, it's something that. We'll obviously monitor closely, and you know he's getting the necessary treatment, and um, then you know I'll check in with him here after. But not something I'm overly concerned about. And do you, do you anticipate having Odor tomorrow when you get to Texas? I don't know about tomorrow, but I, I do feel good about um, that he's going to be in play for us at some point in Texas. Whether that's tomorrow, possibly Tuesday, uh, we'll just have to see. But he had another good day today. Yeah. And what are you seeing lately from Gary Sanchez at the plate? I'm really excited. Um, 
you know, I, in a lot of ways, I, I feel like this is the best. And going back now a week, and, and he's actually, you know, he's gotten results. He's walking. Obviously, he's hit a couple home runs. He's gotten some hits. But he's also hitting some tough luck. And, and I just feel like starting to win a lot of pitches. And, um, and I feel like, you know, he, he's made a little adjustment, obviously, with, you know, quieting down the leg kick and everything and I feel like it's putting him in a really good position to make great swing decisions to be on time and I feel like you know I feel like in a lot of ways this is the he's in the best place right now that he's been in a long long time and I'm excited about you know what potentially lies ahead for him with what we're seeing right now. Aaron could you give us a, uh, an evaluation of the first game for Lamar? Um, yeah I mean you know with Zimmerman, I think he had him out in front of some change-ups uh, where he put the ball on the ground um, and then, pro you know, had a good, worked a good at bat against him. I think it might have been his last time. Got the 3-2 and probably expanded a little up and away. But, um, you know, I thought competitive at-bats just, you know, couldn't quite finish finish the at-bats off. And obviously not a lot of not, not a lot of action in the field today. So, uh, you know good to have him he's a pro and I feel like he'll he'll give us some competitive bats against some lefties and and, and bring bring something on the defensive side also hey Aaron I, I don't know what the stat is on it but I, I assume that you guys haven't lost many games you hit three home runs in I mean that that's kind of the, the, the forte for you with the guys that you've missed this past week being out pretty big pieces are you, are you encouraging the fact that at least some other guys in the offense are going to are kind of cranking up a bit? I mean, Judge is carrying a lot of it as well, but yeah, I mean, obviously Judge is swinging really well, and, and you know, we're yeah, we're getting there. We're you know, they're they're grinding away. We're we're starting to see you know better at bats. Again, I, I go back a few weeks now, and it's been better. Um, we haven't broken through all the way where we're all clicking quite yet. And we're just going to keep working to get to that point and get to that point of where we know we're capable of. Thank you. Any final questions for Aaron, what did Giancarlo Stanton do today, and do you expect to have him tomorrow? We'll see. I, I haven't I haven't gotten the report yet on, you know, I know he moved around. I know he took some swings, uh, moved around the weight room. Obviously, a day game, we weren't out on the field and stuff. So uh, we'll see where he's at and, and you know, make an evaluation going into tomorrow. Hey, Aaron, how is how nice is it to see the offense get rolling early and give Domingo Herman a little bit of a cushion to work with? Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, some good at bats there, kind of get us going and. Put a lot of pressure on on their guy in, in those first couple innings, and uh, you know, able to throw a couple crooked numbers up there, and then able to add later uh, was definitely nice. What did you think of Herman tonight? Thought he was good. You know, the couple times he did get into a little bit of trouble, you know, he, he made a really big pitch. You know, a couple really nice double plays behind him. Um, so uh, you know, I, I thought he did a really good job and, and was was on the attack was was pitch efficient for the most part and uh, another strong outing. You mentioned the efficiency. Was there any temptation to put him back out there in the seventh? No, no. You know, once we had that kind of lead and um, you know 
especially with, you know, he'll be going on his fifth day again the next time around. Just want to, you know, preserve as best we can. Aaron, if you were to zero in on the biggest difference in Domingo since he came back from the alternate site, what would it be? Not, not much, honestly. I mean, this is what we were seeing all spring long. You know, his first out of the year was a little wonky in that he had such a long inning and he gave up some runs. Um, so it was just kind of one off inning here. But I didn't think he was far off in his first couple of starts, frankly. And I feel like it's kind of been consistent with what we've seen since since we since we got him in February. Aaron, if you had needed them, would you have had either Stanton or Hicks available to you tonight? Um, <clears throat> probably would have stayed away. In, in Hicks' case, um, he's going to be going to the IL, um, and then we'll kind of decide the course of action moving moving forward from there. So, um, you know, he could have been in, he he would have been available in an emergency situation, you know, defensively or something. Um, Possibly, gee, if it, if it would have got real weird, you know, but I was doing all I could to stay away from both guys. Aaron, just to follow up on Hicks, uh, is that is, he's definitely going on the IL tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, he'll be going on the IL. Is that, uh, did he just, did the medicine, did he not respond to the medicine? Is that what happened or what, what changed? He's doing better. Like it, it's, you know, less pain and stuff in there, I, I think as a result of the medicine. But when he tried to swing from even both sides of the plate today, it, you know, it wasn't what you were looking for. He was looking for. So what's, uh, is it still, you continue with the medicine and, and rest, I, I guess? Yeah, that... we'll see the course of action now you know, over the next couple of days, you know, surgery is still certainly on the table, but, but, you know, it has, that hasn't been finalized yet either. We'll see how, but first step is he is going to go on the IL. And you'll, you'll want to bring up an outfielder to replace him? Uh, probably, but, uh, we'll, we'll solidify that, uh, post game tonight. Aaron, I know through almost everything, you're overwhelmingly positive, but when you think about the prospect of potentially losing your starting center fielder for a long period of time, just how large of a blow would that be to this team? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, anytime you lose one of your, you know, one of your key players, that's that's a blow. Um, no question about it. And obviously when Hicksie's at his best, he, you know, obviously playing center field, a switch hitter in our lineup, which is you know, balances us out a little bit, um, but you know it's also you know part of it. You're gonna you're gonna have some some attrition along the way, and you're gonna have some guys go down, and and it creates an opportunity for somebody else to step up, and that's that's you know you you always want to support support the guys that are going through it because I know you know how frustrating and difficult it is for Aaron to you know, not be able to go out and post and, and play the play the way he's capable of. And um, so you feel for that and you try and support him in that, but you also realize that it's an opportunity for somebody else to have a role and step up and, and 
at production of this lineup. If this would be worst case scenario where he would need the surgery, would that be a situation where he would be done for the season or would uh, there be a likelihood that he could make it back? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I'm not sure the exact timeline if, if he did go that route. And you're still looking at uh, Giancarlo as a day-to-day for now? Yeah, he's better today. Uh, I don't think he'll be in there tomorrow, but, um, you yeah, know, we'll see. Thanks. Yep. Christy, hope you're doing all right. Thinking of you. Um, get well. All right? Get back to the ballpark. All right. See ya. got to stay healthy and for more on that we get it out to Meredith Morakovich with the clubhouse report presented by your local Ford stores and Meredith there is injury news on a variety of fronts but let's start with Aaron Hicks and where he's at right now Bob really not great news when it comes to Aaron Hicks he wasn't placed on the injured list but Aaron Boone did reveal that he's dealing with a torn sheath in his tendon in his left wrist the tendon itself is intact it's the tissue surrounding it Boone said that he's going to take anti-inflammatories for the next couple of days, and then they will reevaluate thereafter. But he did say if the anti-inflammatories don't work, surgery could be an option. So with no Aaron Hicks in the lineup tonight, it'll be Brett Gardner in center field. Clint Frazier will play left, and Aaron Judge will be in right field per usual. Also noteworthy, Giancarlo Stanton was in the starting lineup DHing. However, he was a late scratch with left quad tightness. And it's kind of funny, guys, because Aaron Boone was asked before the game, due to the injury to Hicks, would Giancarlo Stanton become more of an option in the outfield? And Boone said that he had been taking reps throughout batting practice throughout the course of this year, and he actually upped his running to try to prepare himself should he have to go out there for a full nine. Now that he's feeling some tightness in his quad, I can't imagine that the Yankees would go that direction. Now, I mentioned that Brett Gardner is going to be in center field tonight. It looks as though he's going to get a lot more opportunity with Hicks dealing with this injury, but Gardner really has not had a great start to the season offensively. He spoke about what he's trying to do to get right at the plate earlier today. Just for me, it's just a matter of continuing to work, continuing to, um, you know, continue to work with Marcus and PJ behind the scenes in the cage and on the field and BP and during the game, obviously, try and, um, you know, try and have as good of at-bats as possible. And, um, you know, physically, um, you know, physically, I'm healthy. I feel good. I'm seeing the ball well. I feel like, um, you know, taking some good swings, some better swings recently, obviously, haven't really gotten many results. But, um, you know, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place and, you know, spent some time recently looking at a lot of video. And it could just be a, could just be a timing thing. Gardner seemed optimistic that things are starting to move in the right direction, and the Yankees are certainly going to need him without Hicks in the lineup. Another option in center field would be Tyler Wade. Now, something else is interesting. The Yankees made a move today on the minor league side. Esteban Florial, who got off to a great start with the Somerset Patriots, was promoted to AAA. Aaron Boone has always talked about Florial in high regard, saying he's a five-tool player. He can do just about everything. He can play a legit center field he has the speed and he can hit with power to all fields they like what they've seen with Florial over the years the problem is he is not 
been on the field very often. He had some freak injuries in 2018. He broke his handmate bone. And then in 2019, he fractured his wrist. So according to Aaron Boone, they just want him to get a full season to really show what he can do and what they believe he can do. And they know he has an awful lot of potential. He has shown it throughout the course of spring training. He's been in big league camp since 2018. You wonder if this thing with Hicks is long-term, whether or not they would consider Floreal, who is on the 40-man roster. Now, as far as other injuries are concerned, Zach Britton is scheduled to throw a sim game tomorrow. If that goes well, it looks like he'll start a rehab assignment. Aaron Boone said he'll likely make five appearances, and he should be back as long as he feels healthy pretty soon after the 60 days is up. Ruknet Odor is eligible to come off the injured list tomorrow, although he's making progress. Aaron Boone said he is not likely to come off tomorrow. He'll probably take a few more days. He's out with a sprained left knee. And Luis Severino, who took a step in the right direction, coming back from Tommy John surgery yesterday, throwing his first live BP. Essentially, Aaron Boone said he's starting spring training, so they will build him up accordingly. He'll have a couple more live BPs before he eventually throws a sim game, but he came through that okay, and the Yankees were pretty pleased overall with what they saw there. Now, guys, one thing that the Yankees are extremely happy about today, it was the second consecutive day with no new COVID positive tests, and also Aaron Boone provided a little bit of clarity when it comes to Glaber Torres saying that he may not have to wait the full 10 days of quarantining. He could come back sooner, and Aaron Boone seemed to indicate that they believe he'll be back sooner than 10 days. All right, gang, so weekly recap series number one, and it was against the Tampa Rays. Um, and we're going to talk briefly about this because, uh, listen, Yankees went into a situation that they needed to have some good outings against Tampa. Have not played well t- against Tampa for the last few years. This year they were 5-1 and one Tampa was against us. Uh, they've owned us as of late, so it was important for us to win, especially in that absolute joke, dump, dumpster fire, garbage ridiculous stadium Tropicana Field I cannot say enough bad things about this stadium and how poor it is and it's shocking to me that Major League Baseball is still being played in this stadium it's absolutely shocking to me that they haven't forced this team to do something else I just don't understand why you wouldn't I don't don't want to go off on a side rant here guys but you know they're vacuuming the infield and the outfield when they were before games and you know you gotta you gotta go over ground rules and if it hits the catwalk here it's a foul ball if it hits a speaker here it's in play it's like playing wiffle ball in the living room with your with your friends when you're a kid off oh, it's coffee table it's a foul ball if it hits, it's 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 major league baseball ridiculous they don't draw for shit they don't have fans you know they're drawing five six thousand fans a game you know if that's the case move them to a minor league ballpark if they don't want to build a new stadium Move them to a three, four thousand seat minor league ballpark. You'd fill it every night. Move them to the AAA spot, the the Charlotte Stadium. They've got a pretty decent stadium down here in Charlotte County. Um, move them to move them to to Disney. Move them to the ESPN Wide World of Sports. You can't tell me that you wouldn't have parking. You wouldn't have facilities there. You'd have a better stadium. You'd have a better telecast, and you'd pack it every night. And to me, that's more important. You know, this stadium is awful. They're pumping the music and crowd noise in between innings because nobody goes. Uh, it's just 
It's it's just ridiculous. It's not made for baseball. It's a joke. The bullpens are still on the field. You got to have a catcher stand out there and protect the other pitcher so they don't get hit. You run for a foul ball, you might trip over the mound. It's it's ridiculous, and it's only a matter of time before somebody really gets hurt. And it hit the Yankees early on in this season, in this game, with a double that was let up off of Garrett Cole and his start against Tampa, where it went off a speaker and bounced into the infield. Anyway, quick scores of the three games. Uh, the Yankees win the first game 3-1. to one. They take the second game 1-0, and they lose the third game 9-1. to one. Uh, They win the series two games to one. Uh, Aaron Judge looked phenomenal in this series, really started to come out of his shell and, and, and whack the ball. He had some big home runs. Um, I still confess, contest that something's going on with the balls this year because uh, I can't tell you how many balls off the bat you know, I've been watching baseball a long time, and I can usually tell just looking at even on a television broadcast, the second it comes off the bat, if the ball's gone or not. And I've said at least 10 times this year, oh, that's gone, just to watch it sputter out on the warning track. But, you know, the guys who are hitting home runs, and Aaron Judge, as we speak right now, is tied for the major league lead in home runs right now, are guys that crush the ball 500 feet, that this year is going 400 plus. To me, that's what's going on, so they definitely did something to deaden the ball plain and simple it is what it is uh so look a nice series here the yankees take two out of three that's what you want um i will take two out of three of every game um i think the yankees will be just fine all year long winning two out of three i'm not one of these guys that need sweeps i was looking for some sweeps early in the year only because they had a slow start but i will take two out of three all year long and to get it against tampa was real nice who's also very hot right now so it wasn't like we went in to beat a slumping team although they weren't hitting the ball very well um Nice to get two out of three against Tampa. No real juice in this one as far as confrontation, which we usually have a little chippy with Tampa. Uh, just a regular series, so that was good to see. We move on again. The Yankees are in the midst of their longest second, well, tied for their longest road trip of the year. So the second series, they head into Baltimore, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. They win five to four, eight to two, and then lose to six to ten. So they run out of steam on Sunday and lose a game late. Um... Yanks love playing in Baltimore. I don't know what else I can say. It's a great hitter's ballpark. They like hitting there. Uh, Baltimore doesn't have starting pitching. That's what it boils down to. Uh, besides Means, who's been solid this year, they don't have starting pitching. So it is what it is. The Yankees went in there and take care of business and take two out of three. Um, as we record this on a Monday, our usual Monday, the Yanks are in Texas tonight. So interested to see that new ballpark. Uh, 8.05 Eastern start, four in a row there. Then they come home for three against the White Sox. So two opponents that we haven't seen in a while. The Yankees have played well against teams that they haven't seen. Um, now, the Yanks have some roster issues, obviously, with Torres not up. Uh, they brought up Andujar's up. You have Wade getting significant playing time. These guys are playing. Brett Gardner's going to be your everyday outfielder right now, so the Yankees are going to be tested. Um, you've got Voight back, which helps um, at first base, which frees up the infield a little bit. But when you're in long stretches like this where you have a lot of games in a row, it's going to really test your your uh, depth chart as far as your you know your everyday players are concerned so the Yankees pitching has been solid uh, with the exception of yesterday uh, Montgomery just did not have it he gave it he gave it up pretty early and often the Yankees staked him to a nice lead and he couldn't hold it just gave it up 
Um, so it is what it is. You're going to get with those starts every once in a while. I don't think it's a major sign for concern. And uh, Yankees returning news, like I said, you should get Torres back, I would assume, um, by the time the Yankees get home, maybe not in Texas, by the time they get home against the White Sox, you might get Torres back. And another good news, Sevy has been his, begin his first throwing assignments, and everything is saying that he's looking awesome and ahead of schedule, where you could see him back sooner rather than later. So, you know, he's looking at maybe a late June, early July return for him. You know, you got to get him stretched out. But if he was to get back, that's a huge addition for the Yanks. That's like a big free agent signing, because that guy's a, he's a legit stud. He's a legit number one pitcher for a lot of teams, and the Yankees are going to add him to a rotation behind Cole and behind Herman, who's been solid, um, behind Kluber, who's also been very good, and Montgomery, who's been okay, just spotty as of late. But that's that's a that's a nice addition for sure to add. Zach Britton also on the horizon for coming back, another good arm in that bullpen. So the Yankees' arms are going to look really solid here by the end of the first half of the season. Now can we get these position players back? If Hicks is gone for the year, um, hopefully Stanton comes back in the next couple days and that's not a huge deal. Then you're only really down uh, one outfielder at the position player level. And to me, I've said it before, bring Floriel up. I would love to see him bring Floriel up as that fourth you know, outfielder if, if Hicks is not going to be back. Gardner can handle playing those positions every day. But he's an older guy. You'd want to get him some reps. You want to get him some minutes. To me, you bring up another guy. Everyone I saw on social media in the news, oh, Tachman, Tachman, Tachman. You know, whoa, it would be nice to have Tachman back. Yeah, Tachman's hitting like 220 for uh, leading off for San Francisco. So he's not, lighting the, he's not lighting the league up, guys. He wasn't lighting the league up with us. He's not doing that in San Francisco. I'm not thrilled to get Tachman. If we signed Tachman as a free agent right now, I wouldn't be jumping up and down. This is a backup uh, outfield position. This is why you re-signed Brett Gardner, you know, in the beginning of the year. So you got a guy who can play the position. If he's your starting center fielder, although offensively he's been putrid this year, you deal with it. You know, with with the corners being Frazier, who's starting to come on a little bit and show some signs of life. Judge in right field. It's a serviceable outfield. And if you can add a fourth backup guy. Now, I think the Yankees are going to go for a veteran guy. And I hope it's not this guy, Ryan, that they just brought up. Um, if they do get the news that Hicks is going to need surgery, I would expect them to make a move. I mean, they've got Allen down at AAA who's played recently all those positions. I'm not really sure why they didn't choose to bring him up, but I could also see them making a move for a veteran type of bat, an outfielder, somebody that you're not thinking of to come in and play that backup spot, um, a veteran guy at the end, you know, even on one of these big contract guys who's, I don't know who that guy is. I know I shouldn't say it unless I know who the guy is because I don't right now, but the Yankees have a a history of doing things like this, but usually towards the second half of the year, you know, um, Edwin, the parrot comes in, you know, guys like that that come in veteran guys at the end of a deal that they can bring in don't have to eat the whole contract and they can uh, make a difference but in this case to me for the pure backup position and that's what we're talking about real Florio see what he's got yeah maybe the kid brings maybe the kid brings some some spark to the team you know sometimes those youth the youth players they come in and they, they, they bring something if you guys haven't seen him I'm sure you have the dude looks legit he looks like a ball player I've seen him in person several times, play games. He's 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 solid. He looks like a, a, a man among boys down in the minor leagues. So we'll see. Um, four games against Texas, who's played better. They are not a pushover, especially out in Texas in that heat. We'll see how that goes. Good thing that they're going a little early in the year, and we'll see that new stadium. I don't know if they open the roof, close the roof. I don't know what the deal is. It's the first time I really see that stadium. Um one thing is they do have uh, full capacity out in Texas, so they'll be they'll be full um, 
full stands out there, so we'll see. Should be interesting. So, um, besides that, we go home to play Chicago for three. So I'm interested to see Chicago as well, and Tony Tony Luso bringing the Bo Sox. So we'll see. Should be an interesting uh, next seven days before they have a day off on the 24th, and then we'll look towards the following week where you got Toronto, uh, Detroit, and then the Rays again. So we'll see how they do. Go Yanks. All right, gang, mailbag time. Um, and today's question comes from Josie W. Josie, thank you for your question, by the way. Josie asks, uh, hey, enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Josie. I appreciate it. Um, with Sevy on the mend and due back soon, who do I think is out of the starting rotation for the Yanks? Well, once again, thank you for your question, Josie. I appreciate it. Um, and if you do want to reach out before I answer the question to us, it's richcoreyanks at gmail.com is the email. Or you can hit us up on the Twitter, richcoreyanks, on uh, all social media platforms, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, all that good stuff. But um, interesting question, guys. Nice question, Josie, to, to, to have. Nice problem to have, I should say, for the Yankees. Um, if you have to ask me right now who would be the odd man out it would obviously be Montgomery now that's uh, right after his poor performance and that's fresh in my mind but let's go down the, the line Cole is not going anywhere um, Herman to me is your number two right now not Kluber as far as performance he's not going anywhere and Kluber your number three he's not going anywhere so then it comes down to your your fourth and your fifth starters Tyon to me is your fourth starter and then your number five starter would be Montgomery right now um Honestly, I could see them incorporating uh, Seve in and leaving all the guys and just going to kind of a six-day rotation with the exception of Cole, uh, for a while at least. And then maybe using one of the guys as a long man of the bullpen. But if I had to choose one right now, gun to my head, I say Montgomery becomes a long man in the bullpen. Um, and takes over that kind of Michael King role. And Michael King goes back down to the minors and gets to pitch on a regular rotation every fifth day. I think that would benefit him. I don't like the role that they're using him for right now. Um, I don't think it benefits him to do what he's doing right now, either mop-up roles or coming in for random innings. I think he's a starting pitcher, and I think he needs to get uh, consistent reps in the minors every fifth day um, as a starting pitcher, plain and simple. So, again, thank you for your questions, guys. I appreciate the interaction with the show. I will try to do better with some, some content on the social media aspect of it. I've been slacking a little bit. have some uh, personal things going on this week. I will try to get better at it this week, I promise. But overall, listen, great another great week. We're talking four shows in a row with great results for the Yankees where the Yankees win their series, and that's what we want. You know, We want to talk every week about overall did the Yankees win their series, and they did. Outside of the injury news... Uh, another great week for the Yankees. So let's let's keep it rolling next week. We This week, I should say, with Texas and Chicago. And hopefully next week we're talking about a fifth straight week of success in Yankee land. So I appreciate you guys supporting the show and listening. Please tell a friend. Uh, like it. Review it. Subscribe it. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk next week. Go Yanks. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a place.
part of our past, Ray. 